I rely upon serendipity and randomness quite considerably. I find there are too many cases where there are too many options, and I simply cannot make a choice. Listening to my music is probably the biggest one that happens to me on a regular basis. Tonight, I wanted to listen to something. I needed to listen to something to let my mind kind of whirl for a while. But I have hundreds of albums on my phone. And the reason that I have all those albums is I enjoy them all. Maybe not all to the same degree, but I could listen to any of them. But at the same time, not all of them are going to hit me at that moment of for what I need. So I hit random album. And eventually, after seeing what choices were presented to me, the limited number of choices, the smaller number of choices that were presented to me, I chose Mike Oldfield's uh, Tubiter Bells 3. I have, I believe, all of the versions of Tubiter Bells, the original course associated with The Exorcist, the second version, um, surprised me. I don't know if I don't know if uh, I think most people know this the the album or at least part of the album from The Exorcist and don't know the kind of deep amount of themes in there. And Two Peter Bells two and three are sort of direct adaptations, modifications, extensions of those earlier themes, and they are pretty amazing. Uh, and then there's um, World Bells, I think is the name of it. And I know there's another couple of versions out there as well. Um, there's even two versions of Two Beater Bells, one that was re-recorded later on. Same uh, music, but some of the notes were corrected. And the announcer um, is no longer the original announcer. It's John Cleese in the later version. All of that from just a random choice. Um, and I needed that. I needed that, that, that sub-selection. And so a lot of what I'm thinking about right now in some ways is that sub-selection. When you have all the world as a choice, you have no choice at all. Mondays also happen to be Horror Night, um, a regular gathering to watch horror films. Tonight, the movie, uh, well, the selection of possible movies we could have watched was informed by serendipity. Um, the call went out on a on a shared chat about what what movies we should see. And someone who is involved in the overall uh, chats, but not necessarily involved in this event, suggested something off the cuff and strange. Um, I believe it was Snow White and the Seven uh, Elder Gods, or um, Cinderella and the Three uh, uh, Abominations, something like that. And so that informed, um, as I am wont to do, my my random search, my search for the sub-selection. Um, I've become kind of the person who selects the movies. But I, I don't like being a dictator. I, I really would rather the final choice come down to what others are, are interested in. And so what I've been doing lately is presenting three films, because limited choice is choice. The three films in this particular case included uh, Troll. Oh, actually, I wonder if I can bring them up. There was Cannibal Troll. I remember that being one of them. There was, uh, let's see, my three choices. Uh, Mermaid's Song, which looks like a, a, a movie of 1920s era America, including Mermaids. The Cannibal Troll movie is a UK movie. 
The movie we settled upon was The Curse of Sleeping Beauty, which is a contemporary movie, but playing with a legend based on a comic book, it turns out. And that turned out to be a rather interesting movie. Uh, it got nearly universally panned by critics. Uh, it never had the success it probably should have. Uh, Ethan Peck is in the main role. You may know that name as having played Spock in uh, Star Trek Discovery and now in uh, The New Voyages, I believe it's called, the new series. So it's got at least one actor you recognize. Another actor you do recognize. I don't remember his name. He's an older male actor, but I've seen him in a number of things. Um, and decent special effects, um, except for one egregious choice of using a projector, which you see often in movies. Someone is facing a, a, um, a large display screen which is processing things, but because no one in Hollywood apparently understands, or at least they code for the idea of computer processing by having it display a lot of hexadecimal numbers, they had the displays doing that, but to show that it's happening because you can't see the displays with them being with the camera coming from the, that direction onto the actors' faces, they used a projector to project Onto the actors, the changing set of numbers, large, overly large, so that they actually spanned features, and worse yet, not reversed as they would be if they were projected from the screen. So, um, kind of a distraction, but an interesting movie nonetheless. And it wouldn't have happened without that serendipitous choice, because I have a list of horror movies I've been collecting for a while. In fact, our current theme is to go and watch semi-randomly movies produced in other countries, generally in other languages, all horror genre films, at least we hope they are. There have been a couple that have been somewhat questionable on their horror content. Uh, but the, the only way that I would have seen any of these three movies and added them onto my list is because I was thinking about something else. I had a random influence that came in. Now, I'm both a believer in serendipity and in fact, watching where the universe directs you. I have done this numerous times in my life to great effect, but I'm also frustrated with the process as well, because it's not a reliable process to make decisions or, or to look for that sort of thing. And what's worse is I really would like to be the driver of these decisions. So I fight with this instinct all the time. Uh, but more more than fighting with that instinct, I fight with the instinct to try to think about every possible choice I have and then get frustrated when I can't make a decision between them. So random chance it is for that particular benefit. I did go for a walk today. Uh, I did actually continue. That is a pledge that I've made and it's something I'm going to continue to do. It was about a 30-minute walk, but for whatever reason, uh, the app that I used to track my walks could not locate me when I started. So uh, only about halfway through, or actually in the last third, did it keep track of how far I had traveled. And then, of course, when you do the simple math of this is how much time I've taken uh, to divide into the amount of space I've traveled, uh, the number came out ridiculous, as in I had taken 30 minutes to walk a half a kilometer or something. So... <sighs> It was beneficial. It did, it did function. It did work. 
And now I've found myself tired and without another random spring to jump from. So I will say that this has been Wandering Out Loud, special edition, if you would call it that, part of the dog days of podcasting. Find out more about this 30-day challenge at dogdaysofpodcasting.com. And I am Mark the Encaffeinated One. We have come full circle, and at the end, I will say that I will talk to you again tomorrow.